try to uh, dream. So like that's how um, I, I, I name it. But um, um, uh, by dreaming, I, uh, of course, I mean that we um, try to think out of the box, uh, uh, thinking about ideas which was never actually executed by people and thinking about, you know, like sometimes even movies show us the innovation. Movies actually is a very good inspiration for innovation. I think the guys in um, in LA and Hollywood uh, definitely uh, have a sense of uh, understanding of what, where the future is going by reading the books, uh, by a lot of uh, basically famous um, writers who are really can dream about the future. And, and that is also what like, uh, kind of inspiration for us in this discovery process. What will you do to unlock innovation? In today's fast-paced world, innovation might not be enough. Tomorrow's pioneers of change will need to be agile, able to adapt, and committed like never before. Your host, Santa Vending, invites you to listen in and join business leaders from around the world as they share their visions for success in our future business challenges. Welcome to Mind Innovation. I'm your host, Sana Vending. I'm always excited to learn. And in today's podcast, we're going to talk about curious innovation and designing innovative products. I want to welcome Gleb Kuznetsov. He's the co-founder and creative designer at Milk Insight. Gleb has more than 20 years of experience leading product design from strategy to visual execution across a range of products from mobile, web, home automation, and transportation ecosystem. So welcome, Gleb. I'm excited because I love innovation and products. So welcome, welcome. Thank you so much. Uh, no, I'm uh, glad speaking with you. And um, yeah, I would love to share my uh, story and experience. Yeah, so if you can start, you know, maybe telling a little bit about yourself, I think that will help the, the listener to know you a little bit better. Sure. Uh, well, I've been uh, as a product designer for more than 20 years so far, and my goal basically to transform ideas and visualize um, uh, products and actually ship products to the end customer as well. So uh, I start my journey um, as a, a user experience engineer. So like is the guy who basically working with big data and working with the um, uh, strategies uh, to create user experience flow for uh, various of products. And um, I've been on this position for a long time and then I uh, move uh, myself into the more I would say a visual product design and something which are responsible for emotions, what people get when they use different products. Um, and uh, yeah, um, I was working for decades as a product designer and then I uh, opened my own studio in San Francisco, Milk Inside, where we helping large corporations like Google, uh, Xiaomi, Oppo, um, and similar size of uh, corporations to innovate and create uh, groundbreaking products for the mass market. Um, when I said mass market, mean that we usually cover not just one uh, continent like U United States. We focus on the Europe. Uh, we focus on the uh, Asian market as well, and sometimes even India market. So we focus on the global uh, scalable products. Um, yeah, that's a little bit about myself yeah, and what I do. That's doing. good. Yeah, no, it's good to know, and I, I like. Like the global as well. So um, let, let's just go in and talk about innovation. Um, so how does innovation actually create value for, you know, for potential customer? And what is it? How do you define innovation? Yeah, first of all, I think the innovation is a buzzword. So like a lot of different uh, people uh, use this buzzword uh, when they 
mean absolutely different things so like and it, when you hear like the innovation words like you don't really know what is that so like what they mean by that yeah. so uh but for me um the innovation is made when you basically making people's life better so like that's how i define the innovation word um that's how basically innovation occurs um innovation is always improvement of some old technology or old way of doing things as a very uh, good example of uh, innovation i would say is the electric vehicle so like and if you take a look on the history of how electric vehicle become um popular in our life yeah. um initially uh people not accept this innovation so like and that's that's a very signature kind of sign of uh, innovation people was always thinking and believing that combustion engine is the only way car can move so like basically uh they always uh, uh reflect on emotional of combustion engine kind of like um uh points like it has the sound it has this kind of like horsepower and all of that but um people always say no electric is not you know, ever going to be efficient it's going to be you know like it don't have this uh power is don't have this kind of like gasoline kind of thing yeah. and people think that this is going to be bad for everyone but we ended up whereas like electric because it's more powerful it's faster it's instant torque it's cheaper to maintain you don't need to maintain anything and blah blah blah, blah. so that is the real innovation happening yeah i like i like that that definition it is you know and it is to improve you know somebody's yeah. lives. I think that's that's a really get, great point. Um so let's 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 talk about, you know, how do you innovate within a company, right? And how do you get a team together and actually, you know, getting to that right north star and saying this is where we're going. What how do you do and what do you do and and what are some of the struggle or obstacles that you're seeing on on your way? Uh sure. Well, first of all, um there are always the process of almost everything uh, related to creation of the product, especially uh when we talk about the mass market and we talk about um a global innovations, uh there are a lot of different processes involved in that. And one of the most important process is to defined what is going to be the innovation basically how we're going to change people's life and how we're going to improve people's life yeah. and this process of defining basically now it has a lot of uh, different steps but one of the most important uh, step is, we call it internally a discovery step so when we basically try to uh, dream so like that's how um i i name it but um, um uh, by dreaming i uh, of course i mean that we um try to think out of the box um uh, uh thinking about ideas which was never actually executed by people and thinking about you know like sometimes even movies show us the innovation movies actually is a very good inspiration for innovation i think the guys in um in LA and Hollywood uh definitely uh, have a sense of uh understanding of what where the future is going by reading the books uh by a lot of uh, basically famous um uh, writers who already can dream about the future and and that is also like uh kind of inspiration for us in this discovery process so we try to analyze all of this uh information from the movies from the uh what possible uh we try to also analyze a lot of different concepts so like the, of course there are a lot of uh, designers uh they always trying to create something new and and dream just to 
to practice themselves to yeah. create something new. And we also kind of like ask uh, um, a lot of designers participate in this discovery process and uh, uh, just give them uh, absolutely freedom to create whatever they can create. So like we call it go crazy brief. That's that's, <laughs> uh, that's the name because, <laughs> yeah, because basically uh, designers go crazy with, with this brief. So because yeah. they don't have limitation basically. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that, that is the process where we start defining what's possible, basically. And in the during discovery process, uh, we created a lot of different uh, concepts. Uh, we create a lot of uh, different MVPs of the products as well. So like basically, it's a minimum allowable product uh, kind of like um, uh, definition of where we uh, not create uh, like completely working prototype or uh, completely end-to-end ready to ship it uh, a product, but create a small pieces and try to test it with the uh, real users, with the real people, basically. And uh, yeah, during this discovery process, we do a lot of fun. And uh, at the end of this process, we have uh, um, usually this large board. If you imagine a very big room in uh, a corporate office, uh, and usually in this big room, we have this large white board with a lot of different hundreds, sometimes thousands stickers on it. And uh, we basically kind of um, um, try to sort it out. And uh, starting discussion, it's all usually it's an open discussion with the stakeholders of the company and everybody who is involved in the strategy as well of the company and the marketing uh, team uh, sometimes involved as well. And we starting open discussion why we should accept some of uh, our innovation or um, uh, basically research idea and why we don't need to be accepted this and during this open discussion of course uh, we have a different opinions and uh, one person usually try to basically narrowing down all this craziness what's uh, what's happening on this board into one holistic strategy and that's how we basically finalize the discovery process where we have holistic strategy. We understand where we're going. We understand why we're going. We hear a different opinions from different departments and different, uh, basically, uh, people with different skill set as well. Sometimes if we need to uh, ask um, professionals from the uh, psychology, you know, like on different kind of like uh, uh, mental uh, understanding of the problems and, and absolutely like... Uh, absolutely a lot of different uh people i would say involved in this yeah. decision and yeah once we're ready for that with with holistic vision we move on so like to, to uh, execute on this vision and sit out and uh, execution is also very similar to discovery process because execution of the um idea of the basically innovation uh, it is also some sort of like another discovery process, but uh, then we just narrowing down this discovery process, not to completely go crazy freedom, but more towards the strategy what we already defined. Yeah. How do you, I, I've been in working on different product development projects in, in my career, and there's always somewhere where you're like, oh, we need this feature or we needed to do this right later on. How do you keep the shield and saying, no, that is not happening because, you know, this is what we agreed on? Sure. Well, uh, first of all, um, it's depend on the, what type of product you're trying to build and what the end goal of this particular 
products. So like there are uh, many types of products exist on the planet. Some products trying to improve the mental health. Uh, yeah. Some products trying to uh, help you to buy a grocery shopping or whatever, like uh, stuff in the internet. So, um, yeah, but my company and we are particularly focusing on most, of, in most of the cases, in most of our clients, they came to us uh, for the global operating systems. So like we basically focus on the consumer uh, devices and we focus on the uh, mobile phones, uh, smart home devices, which have ability to run absolutely any functionality on it. So, and when you do this type of kind of like operating systems, of course, you have um, um, understanding of what is really important for making this product successful. Mm -hmm. And one of the important uh, uh, kind of like requirement, I would say, for operating systems is the ability to be scale. So like the scalability on different languages, different basically um, cultures, as well as uh, different uh, software tools, making sure that developers able to develop um, uh, programs on this operating system and it's going to look consistent and all of that and easy to use and the same kind of like uh, consistency patterns of interaction and blah, 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 blah. So basically that is a very important thing. And if we, for example, make a decision and uh, um, uh, some guys will tell like, hey, here's the feature. For example, let, uh, let, let's just make this um, operating system like never before with the map uh, where you can do something on top of this map, like meet the friends. And we say no, because it's affect the scalability because it's gonna take a lot of resources. Uh, and we also know that Snapchat, for example, have this map. So like instead of we gonna be developing this by ourselves, so like we call the Snapchat and we offer them uh, this platform and just tell, hey guys, please do that for any, you're gonna be featured in our platform uh, uh, for free, basically. And they would love to do that because that is help them with the audience as well. So, yeah. So that's how, that's how you handle it. What about now that I want to go back to the, you saying, you know, you, you're global, right? What about different cultures and different, you know, user interfaces? Um, how do you, how do you address that in the best way? Um, because I, it has to be tough. That's how I see it. Well, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so first of all, um, uh, I'm definitely a lucky, uh, 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 lucky guy because I've been living in different countries for all my life. So, like, I grew up in Germany and then I uh, live a couple of years in Sweden. I live in Switzerland for more than a decade. Uh, um, now I'm living in uh, basically in America. And I as well have experienced travel and live for some time in China. So uh, that is actually helped me uh, to understand, first of all, to understand the culture itself. So like, because a different region have absolutely different culture in terms of art and design and how they basically value design. And it's absolutely fascinating how big this difference. Yeah. So uh, for example, um, the, the things is good, which is definitely going to work in uh, China, for example, and the same thing can work in India. They will never work in Europe, it's like just at all. So, like that's yeah. the thing. So, like and 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 the same with the United States. So, like the uh, the taste of the design, the taste of the kind of like uh, of the culture of the products is very different. So you. 
West is love a uh, minimalistic approach. So like we love to narrow down the value proposition for the product like very directly and very thing. So like uh, in US there are like if you if, if you take a look in the landscape there are no super app exist on the planet. The Facebook was trying to be built super app but they not really succeed with that. But uh, like we don't like when we have a lot of buttons. More than that we love Tesla because they don't have buttons. And in um, um I would say Asia is a like, completely different story. They yeah. succeed with the super apps. For example, the WeChat in Asia is the number one application in the entire, basically, China, who basically have identity, your passport there. So it's like it says the messenger, it's all, all the shopping apps there. So like everything is in the one kind of like app. Yeah. So like, and they love the, the basically ability to get as much as possible in the same place. So. Like if you take a look at the interfaces in Asia, it's like they're all a bunch of buttons. Like everything is like uh, <laughs> jumping animations, like colors. They, um, uh, yeah, <laughs> colors. Absolutely, uh, a lot of emotion in the same time, yeah. and it's amazing for them. So of course, in US, that will never work. So like people just oh no no, it's like I need something more sim simpler and more narrowed down to what I particularly need right now. Yeah. So that is a basically uh, giving a lot of uh, difficulties, and you're absolutely right to point it out. This because it's make our job really difficult because uh, we basically need to design a different products for different regions, and that's what we do. So, like, there are no way you can actually find this balance. Yes, you can try, but in most cases, you're not going to be. You know, like, you're not you're not going to be succeed in, in one of the regions just because you will try hard to find this balance. So yeah. unfortunately, we, we really focus on designing for Asian market and for the um, Indian, I would say, separately from making decisions when we design basically on the US market. So like there are absolutely different decisions uh, we make in the product. So yeah. So ha has it changed over the last maybe 10 years? Because, you know, the world is, is getting closer, right? Because of all the devices and our technology and, you know, yeah, digital transformation. Has, has, has something then changed or is it still these different markets because it's because culture is just stronger? Uh, well, Maybe uh, three years ago, I, I can uh, actually tell you that, yes, there are some, um, um, some sort of like signs that uh, the Asian market starting accept the more, I would say, U.S. type of approach in the product. And um, uh, yeah, there are some, some factors on that. For example, the Tesla goes to Asia and they not adding a lot of button, buttons there and <laughs> it succeed, right? Yeah. So like, uh, but I can tell you, if you take a look on the numbers, how much Tesla is sell, uh, selling compared to how much uh, uh, the um, local uh, electric uh, car company is selling, which has the buttons everywhere. And it has the different, I would say, design and approach. Uh, you will find out that Tesla numbers is so small. So like they are like Asian market is still prefer uh, their, their own culture kind of like related uh, things. Um, and I would say that uh, they, for the last two or three years, I see that the rule become even 
even more disconnected than ever before because of the pandemic, because of this whole political kind of like thing happening, craziness happening with this uh, Russia, Ukraine and all of that. So like, it's absolutely disastrous. So like, and I think um, culture wise, people starting to relate more to own culture versus to take a look on the US or anything like that. And I think it goes like is goes really like towards the disconnection completely. Yeah. I would say, I, and I I just can predict like as a designer that this this disconnection is going to be growing. So like that's that's just uh, very obvious kind of like to see that. Okay. Yeah. No. That. Yeah. No. I thanks. I think you know it's 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 so fascinating, right? Of what's actually is happening. Uh, so it's it's in- interesting to hear what you're saying. Um, I want to go back to when you're designing and with a team. Um, because what, what I've experienced is also, you know, how do you, how do you share the knowledge if you have different teams and you're working on that same goal and everything has to like fit together, if it's hardware, if it's software, right. You know, there's still over, you have different teams or if somebody's working on a concept that needs to work and then it needs to be implemented in another team's work. Um, how do you, how do you make sure that actually that the knowledge or the learnings that they are getting on the way. Um, are being shared at the right moment um, and also you know it's it's it actually provides learning so you don't have to go back and say oh you know now this team need to learn something another team actually learned a few weeks ago sure uh well um interesting question but um i would say um we're not really um relate to learning when we design things i would say yeah. because um yeah well of course there are some experience i would say that's what we rely on so like past experience and all yeah but uh the thing is about innovation if we talk about really groundbreaking innovation which was never existed before there are no learning of how you can build this type of things and that's a lead to a lot of experimental work basically so like uh, i will compare uh my 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 company, I would say, is the uh, lab of producing, I don't know, vaccine for the COVID. So like when you do this type of uh, kind of heavy work, you need to try many different things, even if you have experience and knowledge that some of the things was failed before. So yeah. that's the thing, because sometimes they was failed because of some factors, but not because of the um, the way you do is actually was wrong. So like, that's the thing. And yeah. that's why... Um, uh, when we collaborate with different teams, first of all, I have understanding, very clear understanding of what each team is capable to do and what they are not capable to do. Because sometimes, like, I just can't rely on specific, you know, like team, like, for example, we have a separate teams, a user experience team who just focus on the storytelling and user flows and the framing basically the interaction so like this, these guys are never going to be good in the visual design or emotional design for this yeah. particular product of course so like and when we when i work with uh like experienced team of course all i want is the strongest story i want to make sure that the holistic storyboard is so good that you can be uh touched uh just without even any design and if they achieve that then they succeed so like basically but i never ask them to do something what they don't want don't capable to do and of course we have a visual design teams who are separately working in the same time with the experience team and they basically completely different people completely different skill set and different approach inside so like they're not yeah. work, 
worry about the storyboard. They don't care about the uh, like how it's connected with each other. All they worry is about the look and feel. And to get this emotion, the same basically you will get from the storyboard after you go through the flow. Uh, but uh, after the first glance of the product, basically that's the goal. And um, we so like a lot of different teams they working separately we also have analytical team and big data data research team yeah. which uh, focus mostly on the basically taking data from the customers from the users uh, analyzing the markets like take a look on the what's wrong like uh, uh, create a patent uh, uh basically documents and a lot of different basically this heavy uh boring work i would say and and of course like at the end uh like uh, we have this uh, leadership team as well so like basically and i part of this team um and the leadership come up and they starting putting together the pieces from different teams but uh like unfortunately in most of the cases teams are very disconnected uh, but not all the time in the beginning of the product. They become more connected with each other and share basically experience and understanding of the product and the process itself um, at the end of the project when already there are a very good uh, foundation uh, within the data, within the experience research, within the visual design research, branding research strategy, all of these things basically already defined and you starting basically merge them and create holistic, uh, consistent product. So like that, that usually happened uh, at the very, very last few weeks of the product uh, design yeah. process. Okay, oh, that's a good discussion. What about if we can talk about the innovation culture, or how do you like encourage you know collaboration within your teams? So what what have you done you know with your experience to 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 get there? Because that's you know I don't think that's like saying oh do one thing right. Um, I'm I'm sure it's depending on your team. But but what has uh, you know if you have to get an advice, what's what will that be? Uh yeah sure. Well, uh, first of all, um, the innovation culture is the very broad topic i would say and a lot of companies they suffering uh, without without that one so like they just don't have any innovation culture yeah they have the, so, they like, have the idea box right <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 and and there are reasons for that actually like first of all the reason why they don't have innovation culture because business loves predictable growth right so like business don't like when it goes down like they don't like all of that they love when everything predictable and the stakeholders investors like will get exactly what they aim for and all of that and because the innovation is actually kind of like disruption right so like yeah. innovation is usually disruptive so like you can't just uh I uh, keep uh, the innovation culture in company who don't like change things. No, basically. no. You need, and, and you need uh, to build some of the new ideas, right? It's not every idea or any innovation that's just like going to be a success. Correct. Exactly. Exactly. So like basically, and there are these two different type of companies. The one company who love predictable growth, who they, they basically not innovate. They just on the market that they do like what they do. Like, I don't know, CVC pharmacy or like whatever, like store. Right. So it doesn't matter like what the name of the brand, but you guys, I think familiar with the, uh, uh is these brands right yeah. and 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 they don't need to innovate they just do things like as they do things so like and they of course they don't have any culture and they even like 
have no sense of what is this culture. And there are another type of company, um, for example, Apple. So like the Apple is a design-driven company, is the, I would say, the most famous in the role design-driven company who succeed only because the innovation in design. And that's it, I yeah. would say. So like they don't reinvent the wheel, they don't make it uh, like, I don't know, like the rockets. They just do the amazing design and that's how they become um, number one uh, uh, tech company in the world, basically. I don't know if number one or number two after Google or not, but uh, yeah, I can imagine that somewhere so in the first place. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And basically what's the difference between these two uh, companies is the culture, basically. These two types of businesses is the culture. Uh, so like, and we trying to carry the same culture what Apple have on the early days. I don't know how the, they basically uh, right now, but on the early days, the culture of the Apple um, uh, innovation was very powerful. Um, so first of all, is the two different approach. Uh, like one, usually like the leadership using like these two different, approaches right so like it's, it's a pretty known um, uh, thing one is the transactional approach is when you have a salary and you have basically task and you have a managers who is oversees what you're doing so yeah. like you basically doing what managers are saying you to do and you will get the salary so like that is a transactional approach there is zero basically innovation in that approach is happening because like it doesn't matter like if you, if you go left or right, it's going to be wrong. You didn't get your salary or you will be fired uh, and blah, 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 blah. So like there are no way you can like create something in this type of companies. So like, and there are also, um, I would say transformational approach. So like uh, that is the, I would say more um, uh, innovation leadership kind of approach, really like an Apple type of approach. So when you um, don't have managers, when you do what you love to do, and you do it because you want to do it. So like basically, and, and basically it's not connected to the salary. And the, the benefit what you, you will get uh, of that is ability to create something what was never done before, yeah. which is already give you an infinite amount of joy, infinite amount of uh, basically appreciation and 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 etc so like basically that is the approach we use in our company as well so like in none of our employees basically force it to do what they are doing so like all of them are first of all pick the projects by themselves so we give them enough freedom to uh decide on what they're working on and also what they uh, dream to do uh, in their life and we try to basically move uh, with these projects what 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 our people willing to do and and without any overseas or managers or anything like that of course we have a creative direction of course we have uh, people who help them but it's never managers who oversees yeah. we use absolutely freedom uh, we have a of course physical office we absolutely not forced to came to there there anyone some people can work in hawaii some people can work in on their home if you want you can came to yeah. office um if you don't have ability to work don't work right but even like with this freedom we don't have this experience when people just don't work so like they just love what they're doing yeah. and this passion of course it's translating in the high quality and something what uh cannot be done in the culture where you have this transactional approach.
Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. It's all about that passion, right? And the trust as well. And then you will get there. That's amazing. You know, um, you know, everything go for that culture. It, it makes everything. Um, if you, with all your knowledge, right, you've been in this industry for many years. So if you have to look back and give yourself like an advice, like 20 years ago, what will that be? Yeah, it, it is a challenging question because, um, I will probably not change. First of all, I will not probably change anything in my uh, life. But uh, the only one advice uh, I will have to start working for myself uh, a little bit early than um, than I, I did. So, like, I was working for a lot of corporations for a decade and and maybe uh, more than decade. And uh, um, of course, I don't feel I lose the time there. But I think you know, if I start um, uh, focusing on uh, my own business a little bit early, uh, I probably uh, become a little bit more successful. But that is just a small advice. But um, I think uh, everything else was just uh, as, as I want and uh, I will not change anything. That's so, good. Like, yeah, um, no, it's yeah. not that you should change anything. It's more, you know, yeah, but, uh, yeah, I think I, I did great. Yeah. So like there are no specific advice. <laughs> Just, uh, just uh, kind of like focus on yourself a little bit more. That's that's what uh, I will tell myself. Yeah, because Agreed. I was passionate and give uh, um, a lot. I would say of my energy towards uh, 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 different uh, large corporations, which of course uh, not paid me back in. I would say in the financial kind of uh, response, but pay me back in the educational and experience response. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it's and it's stepping stones on the way, right? Um, exactly. That's how it is. But no. Um, so if there's any of the listener that wants to reach out to you, how can they connect with you? So, um, yeah, I have uh, my Twitter account. Uh, you can find me there and I have as well as LinkedIn. So I actually usually post a lot of uh, ideas about the research and about the processes uh, of how to innovate and uh, some actual designs and motion there. So like, feel free to uh, DM me on Twitter or LinkedIn. I always respond and would love to chat and um, help with anything. So, yeah. Awesome. And I'll make sure, you know, to put that in the in the show notes and also put it on the podcast episode page on mindinnovation.com. So it's easy for the listener to, to reach out to you. So it was so great to have you here today, you know, and I can see your passion as you know, just it, it's all over you, which is just, you know, that's how it should be. So it was fantastic to talk to you today. Thank you so much. Uh, same wise. And uh, yeah, I wish you a great day and would love to chat once again. Thanks for listening to this episode of Mind Innovation Podcast. New episodes are dropping bi-weekly, so make sure you're following wherever you get your podcast. You can find me on LinkedIn, search for Santa Vinding. You can also find me on YouTube, search for Mind Innovation, or go to my website, sanavinding.com or mindinnovation.com. Stay curious, keep learning.